The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back, my friends, as we take a few minutes together to examine God's word. I'm glad you've joined us. Uh, we are in 2 Peter. If you're following along with us in 2 Peter, we're going to jump in and begin chapter number 2 this morning. 2 Peter chapter 2. Uh, I'm going to read the first two verses, really first three verses, which is what we're going to talk about. But I think we have to relate back to the last verse of chapter 1 to get context. Let's start in verse number 1. Chapter 2, verse 1 says this, But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord hath bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. So he's, he's speaking of false prophets, and he's actually going to take several verses over the next couple episodes we'll look at, where he talks about the fact that God is not oblivious to these things. God's aware, and he will deal with these things. This is something that God uh, absolutely hates. Um, the Bible teaches us these six things excuse me, does the Lord hate ye? Seven are an abomination unto him, and the very last one is he that sows discord among the brethren. This is the same premise. This is absolutely something he hates. Now, he talks about false prophets. I think to get some context, we need to remember something. Remember, again, the Bible chapter divisions are not inspired. They were placed in there by preachers after the Bible was written for convenience. So when you look at verse number 21 of chapter 1 into verse 1 of chapter 2, there's not really a break. It may be a new paragraph, but when you think about it, it starts with the words, but there were. You know, it's not a really beginning. It, it's, it's continuing. So let's go back to verse 21 and get a little bit of the context here. For the prophecy, it's speaking of the word of God and where it came from. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. We did not get the Bible because men decided to give it. It came from God. He goes, but Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. But there were false prophets among the people. So at the same time, he's saying there are really good men moved by God, moved by the Holy Spirit, inspired to put into words the Word of God and to get that out. At the same time, there were these false prophets and these false teachers that are there now, and he says will always be here. They'll be in our area. You can see them online. You can sometimes see them in church. They come in, and, and they, they, they find themselves smarter than everything else. Now, the, here's what we have to look at. First of all, there will always be somebody who's trying to deceive, who's trying to cause dissension, who's trying to stop what God is doing, and it's simply because that's one of Satan's most effective tactics. You see, if Satan were to come at the church from an outside approach, and he was using attacks and anger, legal problems, whatever we'd be afraid of today, and he was coming at, the church generally would kind of put aside its differences, and they would come together in defense against this obvious evil attack. And Satan is a very intelligent man. He knows this. And so instead of bringing heavy stuff from the outside, what he does is he brings in his problems on the inside. If I can get inside it, I can get trust and build us and do that, and then I can use that trust and kindness or whatever, and I can begin to sow discord. I can begin to cause grief. Then what happens is the church lender stops doing its mission. It stops growing. It starts receding, and it, and it comes down to a lot of reasons why. Um, 
Some people say, I see it coming, I see the conflict coming, I want out, and, and so they go, which Satan's fine with. Um, some say, you know, this man said, the pastor said that, I don't know if that's true, mm, it, it's effective. Now, in this day, it was false teachers bringing in bad doctrine. He said, some of them even deny we were bought by Jesus. They denied the atonement of Jesus Christ. They say you really can't be saved through the death, burial, and Jesus, resurrection of Jesus Christ. You'd have to do works and all these other things. That, that, that's, that's rampant today. We talked about that recently, the, just the large amounts of people with that one premise, that large amounts of religion with that one premise in mind. My works gain salvation. It's not biblical. It's just a lie. But that's been a lie since the day they wrote, about, since the Bible was being penned, there were people out there with an alternative. Why is that? Well, because Satan never comes up with anything in his own. Satan is, is not creative. He's just a perverter. He takes what's good and perverts it for bad. You can see everything he has given to the world that we consider destructive, you can find a good side to it. That God gave us using for good, for his glory and for our help, and Satan's just destroyed it and perverted it to make good bad. And that's what he does. Because if we can see it that way, then we'll never really see the truth because we're, it's not something totally different. So he tells them that this is complete difference. So he says in verse 2, many will follow their pernicious ways. I want you to catch this. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. The truth, the word of God, and those that live by it will be evil spoken of. They're going to use lies as a way to tell you that those who are doing right and those who are doing good are wrong. And they will lie about this. And they will sound good and look good and have all the right terms, maybe even dress right, look like a Christian. Satan is the greatest deceiver. Again, this is not some guy in, a, in, in horns and a pitchfork walking at the back door ready to take us down. This is somebody who's embedded in the church and across, the, across time. This has been happening for centuries. Comes in, sounds good, looks good, probably very intelligent. But his intention is to tell you. And by the way, you don't know he's lying because he, he's telling you what he wants you or she wants you to believe is truth. But he's going at those who live and write. And he attacks, usually it's attacks against the staff of the church or the deacons or the board members or the pastor or anybody who's standing for right, they attack. Because those are, the, those are the things they have to bring down. So that's not abnormal. It is something to keep our eyes out for. If you're going to grow in foundation, you're going to go deeper in God, you have to grow in discernment. Just because somebody smiles doesn't always mean what they're saying is right. We've got to make sure that we base what they're saying off the Bible. Not even a difference between them and the pastor or them and this person. It's made to be honest with you. If somebody's coming to you and finding a way to make you have a problem with a leader in the church, basically it, it, what they're saying, I don't really know. Is this really happening? You don't know. They come and tell you something. You have no idea what's really going on. Every once in a while, there's something that leaders do to hide things. But generally speaking, if you find that, be leery of it. Be leery of it. Just go to the pastor. Sit down and talk to him. A good pastor will be transparent with you. But when you look at this, you're going to say, why? You sh there sh should be some discernment there as to why is this happening. Well, let me tell you what's the end of these. It's kind of the beginning of the next section. But Jesus gives us a bit of a encouragement for those who have endured this type of attack or persecution or seen this actively working. He gives us a level of encouragement, verse 3. And though and through covetousness shall they with feign words make merchandise of you. Okay, he will, they'll, they'll grow, they'll get what they want, grow in position because of you. Catch this. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. These people at some point will face destruction as a result of what they're doing. Now, in the next several verses, Peter goes in and talks about 
how he kind of validates his point and how God, through many different instances, proved he will do this. It's not always in our timing, but he will do this. He will stand behind right and he will destroy wrong. I hope we understand that. This is not standing behind this man against that man or standing behind this woman against this woman or even standing behind this position against this position. God has done something that I have always loved when I think about it. He doesn't. He stands behind right and against wrong. That's the way it's been since he kicked out the angels of heaven when they were going us wrong. It was the same way it was uh, when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, they, they went to wrong, he removed them. Throughout history, throughout church, he's not stood with a preacher, although many times it looks that way because that preacher's standing with right. He is the picture of right in some of those circumstances. But the answer comes down is he stood with right. He has stated what's right and wrong, and then he stood behind that. And we'll look at how he does that. And let me, let me encourage you, standing with right, doing right, do, going the right direction will not always be easy. But you're always standing with God when you're standing with right. You're always going the right direction. And while it doesn't always seem easy, God will vindicate his truth. He will vindicate his word. And in doing that, he will also vindicate those who stand with it. And may you just stay strong. It's not always going to be easy. People, Satan wants to use people to tear us apart. But God has always got truth there. May we stand with truth and let the truth, the word of God, his truth, be the thing that keeps us together. Thanks again for joining us this morning, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate the privilege to uh, be teaching the Word of God and hopefully to help and encouragement, and we hope you'll continue with us. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.